Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to your brand new episode of the Eurotrip your favourite Eurovision podcast, of course. It's James here, and I'm afraid to say Rob Lilly has turned up as well. Hiya, Rob. How very dare you. <laughs> to let everyone listening in on a little secret, this is a bit like the Eurotrip after dark. I mean, it literally is the Eurotrip after dark. Me mm. and you were recording very late in the evening. This never happens. I don't think I've ever recorded having already eaten my tea. There's an insight for you. I have also had my dinner, and I won't ask you what you had, which is like against every urge in my body because I <laughs> desperately want to ask you. Maybe we'll ask you at the end, uh, because I want to do something at the start of the podcast today just to really kind of kick things off, get me and you awake, because as we said, we're recording towards the end of the day. James, have you seen the rumour as to what the slogan is going to be for Eurovision 2023? I have. I was chatting to somebody about this earlier today. And I've forgotten what it is, so you'll have to remind me. Well, apparently, and this was a, a leaked photo or screenshot or something on social, as it often is. So this may be entirely incorrect, but supposedly it's together as one. Mm, sounds very 2013. It does. But it's not together as one, it's together as hashtag one. But this is what I wanted to do at the start of today's episode. I want to know if me and you can name all of the previous Eurovision slogans. I mean, that silence tells me that you're not confident. Yeah, ever. All of them. I know they, they haven't been around since the 50s, but uh, how many has there been? Have you done some research already? Have you cheated? I believe, I believe the first one was in 2002. Now, that one, I definitely don't know. <laughs> 2002 is the one that I am like the least confident about i i think uh, can you because again little production secret james is editing the podcast again this week because i'm moving house and my life <laughs> is absolute chaos uh, can you stick some like fun music behind this can you can you make that happen like some like dramatic i don't know decide what you want dramatic quiz music dramatic whatever like okay. you know you know yeah. the vibe something like this something exactly like that i knew you were the man for the job that is perfect 
Right, so so we don't put off the start of today's episode too much longer, shall we get straight to it? Let's go. 2002. I'm going to go because you have no idea. I think it was Life is a Fairy Tale. Incredible. Sounds plausible. 2003 then. Go on. No idea. Honestly, I don't think I know any of them until 2008, so you're on your own. Right. 2003, Magical Rendezvous. 2004, oh no. I knew this earlier and now I've forgotten what it was. (laughs) This has gone well. 2005 was just Awakening. 2006, Feel the Rhythm. 2007, Living in a Fantasy? Okay. Fantasy was in there somewhere, I think. 2008, go on. Confluence of Sound. 2009, there wasn't one, which is upsetting. Mm -hmm. 2010. (sighs) Again, I think I might have to pass. Share the moment. Of course. 2011. Feel your heartbeat. Very good. 2012. Something about fire, I think. Light the fire, I think it was just light the fire. 2013. We are one. 2014. Hashtag join us. Thank you for including the hashtag. 2015. (laughs) Building bridges. 2016. Come together. 2017. Celebrate diversity. Uh, Yes, correct. The Eurovision Song Contest that was hosted by three white men. (laughs) 2018. All aboard. 2019. Dare to dream. that's That's the one that I'd forgotten. 2020 slash 2021. Open up. 2022. Good question. The sound, <laughs> the beauty, yeah. the sound, yeah. the sound of beauty, the beauty of the sound. Sa- I think it was the sound of beauty. It didn't make sense, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. Oh, should we should we find out how correct we were in a moment? We should probably start the episode. Yeah, let's find out a little bit later on on this episode of the Eurotrip. As you know, Lassandra always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. It's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! I... So Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face to face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, But it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there, my name is Martin Estadal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, Rob. Me, James. And this week, we are celebrating the true start of national final season. Is that disrespectful to Albania and Ukraine. <laughs> James, you can decide, is that disrespectful? It is the true start in this calendar year of 2023. Let's put it like that, because we have got some Eurovision national selections taking place this weekend. In fact, they're going to kick off earlier in the week as well. We've got some finals or some semi-finals and some quarter-finals even on Thursday and Friday. It's all getting messy and confusing already, but it's Eurovision and that's why we love it. But on Saturday night, we've got the final of Eurosong in Belgium, the return of their national final over in Belgium. And today we're going to be joined by two of the finalists. Yeah, I'm going to be chatting to Gustav, and he is no stranger to the Eurovision Song Contest. He has never been himself as the main artist, but he went in 2018 as one of the backing vocalists for Senec, 
And then he was there again in Rotterdam with Hooverphonic, where he was their vocal coach. But this year, he's trying to do it all by himself. Uh, later on, I'll be chatting to Gala Dragot. She is also going to be competing in the final on Saturday night. She won The Voice in Belgium uh, a couple of years ago. And interestingly, her father took part in Festival Kengis in Albania back in the 1990s. What a funny old world the world of the Eurovision Song Contest is. And then, James, we move on. We move over to Norway and we have a returner on the podcast. Indeed we do. It's the man behind the mask, Joust, alongside Byron Williams Jr. All that and more to come. You're listening on Acast, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. Here we go then, episode number two of 2023 of the Eurotrip. Welcome along. It's a pleasure to have you along with us. I think we've wasted so much time already with all of that slogan nonsense. Uh, while we were listening to all those lovely clips from podcasts gone by, Rob, you were digging out the, the correct list. How right were we? Yeah, I'm not going to go uh, I'm not going to go through them one by one, but I was close in t- 2002. A modern fairy tale was 2002. Uh, 2004 was under the same sky, clever, because it was in Istanbul, which is obviously, you know, Europe, Asia, clever. Uh, 2007, I was very nearly there. It was true fantasy. And uh, other than that, bang on. Anyway, should we move away from the slogans? Because I think in my head that was going to be much better than it was. So should we move on? <laughs> but another busy old week, wasn't it, in the world of the Eurotrip podcast? If you follow us if you follow us on socials, you'll know that already. If you listen to last week's show, you will know that already. A very busy week. James, you've been working some magic. You've been putting our lovely faces over on socials so people can see the horrendous quality of my webcam for a start, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, and exciting stuff, everyone. If you weren't already following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Eurotrip Podcast, of course, well, you can go and find us elsewhere too because we are now on TikTok. Uh, So to see some behind-the-scenes videos, to see some of our interviews, to see me and Rob recording together for the first time, I don't think you've ever seen that, uh, then go and follow us on TikTok. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. Yeah, think of it as like a director's cut of a film, which is that thing that used to come on a DVD and no one used to watch. (laughs) Well, if you do want to watch it, head over to TikTok or Instagram Reels. We're everywhere. You can't move for us. We'll be on MySpace (laughs) soon. (laughs) Which is probably a shame for you lot. Um, Interestingly, one of those videos we put out was in relation to last week's episode when we were talking about the possibility of seeing some first-time winners, or indeed one first-time winner, of the Eurovision Song Contest in 2023. Rob, you predicted the Czech Republic are going to win for the first time this year. I did. I said the Czech Republic. You said Australia, did you not? Only because I was on the spot. I feel like you'd thought about yours and I was just thinking, who has never won before Australia was the first one alphabetically that came to mind? I just feel like the Czech Republic could do a win. That's all I'm saying. And we now know, of course, ESCZ returns in 2023 with a live show for the very first time, which is very exciting. But we also had this in from Fergus, and Fergus said, when it comes to who do you think might be a first-time winner of the Eurovision Song Contest, he said, put me down for Malta, Iceland, or Cyprus. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want to get bogged down. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it could happen to to any of them, really. You know, it's it's all down to the song, the artist, the performance. Yeah, if they can pull it off, fair play to them. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. 
Yeah, I mean, to quote you on the show last week, you said, well, I don't know, Rob, because we've not heard any of the songs. <laughs> Which, of course, James, is half the fun. So if you want to ruin all of our fun, then fine. Yeah, thanks uh, to Fergus and thanks to everyone who, who got in touch with their predictions as well. We always want to hear from you. Of course, you can join in the conversation. We are online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and of course now TikTok. You can email us, hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. So as we alluded to at the start of the episode, as you already know, it is a very busy time in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. National final season in 2023 is already in full swing. We've got our first final of the year coming up on Saturday. James, it's you at the news desk this week, so what else you got? Indeed, yeah, you can tell my new segment is usually scripted because some of the things Rob's just said... I'm just going to read them verbatim. You've already heard it, but I'll read also, them anyway. Also, that sounded like a dig. That made it sound like my news isn't often scripted. That's what that sounded like. Uh, let me begin then. Uh, nine weekends of continuous national selections kicks off this coming weekend, as we told you earlier. Uh, one of those shows is Norway's Melody Grand Prix. Last week, the 21 artists due to compete this year were announced. They include former winners Joust, alongside the voice winner Byron Williams, 1987 winner Kate Gulbranson, 1999 winner Stig Van Eyck and the 2020 winner and the artist who didn't get their moment on the Eurovision stage, Ulrika. Uh, now, this year's edition will see the introduction of Audiotune with the producer of the show, Stig Carlson, saying this follows the development of the concert industry and music shows on TV. Interesting to see how that pans out. The first heat is on our screens this coming Saturday night. In Latvia, the 15 artists and songs due to compete in their national final, Supernova, were released as well last week. This list includes 2016 representative Eusts, as well as Marcus Riva, who has competed to represent Latvia in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, not 21, but 2022 as well. The, the man needs a hobby. The man needs a hobby. He needs to take up woodwork or something. He's got a dream. He's got a goal. Fair play to the fella. Uh, the list of competing artists, however, has shortened as Saul has been disqualified after his song was found to have been released back in 2021, making it ineligible to take part. Uh, I'm going to see if I can rattle through some more of these quickly. Uh, the, the artists for Serbia and Ireland have been released as well. In Serbia, the 32 strong list includes 2021 representatives Hurricane in their... I beg your pardon? Line. Yes, sorry. What? I, yeah, this, sorry, Rob, I should have warned you about this. It is Hurricane, but it's like the, the Sugar Babes version of Hurricane because <laughs> all three members have left. I don't know if you remember this. Back in May last year, they left and have been replaced by three new members. Have you got your Hurricane 2023 calendar? <laughs> what a throwback reference that is. Yeah. Long time listeners. Do you remember the Hurricane calendar? Did we ever get our hands on one? <laughs> I don't think we did. Maybe. 2023 is the year of the Hurricane calendar. Um, the semi-finals and final for Serbia selection are due to take place on March the 1st, 2nd and 4th. Uh, in Ireland as well, I mentioned their artists have been released. There's going to be six acts taking part in Eurosong over there. They include Public Image Limited, the band funded by former member 
of the Sex Pistols, John Lydon. Yeah, what a story that is. Uh, next on the list is the Czech Republic. Rob, you've already made reference to this. You'll be excited, I'm sure, as you tipped them for the Eurovision crown last week, where they have announced the return of a live national final in the form of ESCZ. The date for your diary for that one is Monday the 30th of January, where three artists will be competing to follow in We Are Dommy's Footsteps. That's going to be a very exciting national final. I'm sure of that. And finally... More things for your diary, I'm afraid. Over the next few days, the artists competing in the finished selection are due to be announced on January 11th. So that is the day of release of this episode. So you may already know them by now. Uh, the songs for Croatia's national final are due to be released on January the 12th. Uh, the first semi-final of Estilao in Estonia is scheduled for January the 12th as well. Malta's first quarter-final is set for January the 13th. So that is Friday. And then we have a first song selection of the calendar year on Saturday night. That is Eurosong in Belgium. Take a breath, everyone. You're listening to The Eurotrip, your favourite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Right then, shall we get to the first of three interviews this week? We are spoiling you here on The Eurotrip. Rob, you are going to take us to La Belgique. La Belgique. Instead, not just La Belgique, the Flemish part of La Belgique, of course, because it is the Flemish broadcaster in Belgium who are organising the return of Eurosong. We will hear your chat with, please, James, remind me of the artist. Gala Dragot, later on in, yeah, later on in this episode. But first, Rob, you've been chatting to... Gustav. Absolutely. He is one of these people that has a wonderful stage name. He's not actually called Gustav, but he goes by Gustav. Anyway, he's got two songs in Eurosong 2023, although famously, of course, because it's an incredibly confusing format because Eurovision broadcasters love a confusing format. Basically, the artists have two songs currently, but then they eventually have to narrow them down to one by the time they're performed in the Eurosong final on Saturday. So at the time at which you're listening to this, if you're listening on the day of release, we still won't know which one of the songs Gustav will be singing in the final. I asked him about that, and I also said earlier on that he is no stranger to Eurovision because he's been in 2018 and he's been in 2021. We'll hear more about that shortly. But I started by asking him, with the Eurosong final just a few days away... How's he feeling? Good. Big combination of emotions as well, but overall very good. It's just, yeah, I think I've I've never really done a competition. I've been working in the business for a long time, but I've never done a competition ever. So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, pedal to the metal. Like it's full on, which is good. But it's just, yeah, it's a a lot of stuff to keep in touch with. But the closer I get to it now, I have to say, because this is all preparations for weeks, the closer I get to performing, the better I start to feel. Because I'm like, this is something I do. This is something I can handle. And it gives me actually more confidence the further we go towards this final on Saturday. Take us back a little bit, because you said that you've never really taken part in a competition before. Tell us a little bit about yourself, because it's not not really true, because you have, of course, been to Eurovision before. Yes, this, is this is true. This is true. Yes, exactly. And, but the thing is, well, I'll give, you, I'll give you the context of that story. So I went to Eurovision as a backing vocalist and once as a vocal coach. And this was in 2018 for Senec and 2021 for Hoover Phonic. Um, so, yes, I was in a competition. But then, of course, I was part of a whole team 
And uh, there is pressure, of course, in that sense, but you're still part of a whole team. And in this um, this instance, it's more really, truly about me, which is lovely as well. Eh? I'm not going to be uh, ungrateful for this opportunity that I have been given. I love that I can show who I am on stage now, but it's a different kind of um, different kind of thing to do. The only thing I will say is I did feel once those um, cameras started rolling and you heard a three, two, one countdown, you really go into performance mode and you just do your thing that you're, that you're used to. So that's probably what's going to happen to me on Saturday as well. So voila. You've talked to us about your previous experience with Eurovision. I want to talk a bit more about that in a second. But can you tell us and our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your journey as a musician and an artist and what you've done previously up to this point? Sure. Well, I've started um, writing songs and, and, and making music when I was about 13. And I started working in studios and got signed to a publishing deal. And I think when I was 17, I got signed to uh, my first record contract. Um, and I released um, some songs here in uh, in Belgium um, and in Spain, actually, for some bizarre reason, um, uh, as a Stefan. Uh, and I was a bit of a pop star here, let's say, in those moments. And I think that lasted for two years. And I kind of didn't really feel the whole um, pop uh, perspective. I was studying music at the conservatory. I was getting my master in music. And I decided to really focus on being a musician first. So I kind of uh, stopped out of the spotlight, but started to work a lot as a writer for other people, producer, backing vocalist, vocal coach, while still doing my own thing. Um, and then I think around when I was about 28 or something, I, I started Gustav, which I still use now as my artist name. And that kind of led me into um, more the electronic house scene. And um, I ended up, um, through pure coincidence, um, ended up being a member of uh, Hercules and Love Affair, which is a queer collective that still uh, exists today. And we... I think we toured together for like seven years. I wrote two records with them and we toured all over the world from, you know, Glastonbury and Boiler Rooms and Bergein to uh, a lot of gay prides and all that kind of stuff. And it was a lovely period in my life. And then when I stopped doing that, I started working on new material again. And it kind of even went even further, the writing when COVID hit because I had more time. And then after COVID and doing Hoover Phonic, especially, I was like, ah, I think I would really love to do this. And then I ended up uh, sending in songs and ta-da, here we are. So 2023 is the year where you have, like you say, you've, you've, you've gone for it. You've gone for it as Gustav. You are front and center. These are your songs. This is you as the, as the focus. Mm -hmm. What, what was it about, I suppose Eurosong 2023 that first attracted you to becoming part of that process. When did you first realize that this might be an option? First one was, I think, in 2015 or 16. I was already asked to participate by the VRT as one of the candidates as well, like this kind of thing. But I was touring with Hercules and Love Affair. I thought it would be a bit too much to combine. And I wasn't also really sure if it was for me because it is, you know, a big responsibility and it's and you're put you know uh you're you know it's, it's a very situation that's very hard is hard the right words for that it's uh through a magnifying glass that's what i'm looking for you really are looked at through a magnifying glass so voila and then i did 2021 i did Huberphonic, and i just really enjoyed it so much for the second time i loved when you perform in that arena everyone knows your song in that arena everyone is so joyful and 
cheering everyone on. It's a very inclusive kind of atmosphere. It just and then I, and then I started writing these songs, which, which weren't really written for Eurosong per se, but they were all about um, a bit of uh, from the inside out, talking about my own journey as a queer artist, as as a queer human being. And I thought this is actually a great message to send out on on such a big stage. And I just wanted to write anthems. I wanted to write positive anthems that just make you want to enjoy life and celebrate who you are. So because of having those songs, I was like, let's just try it because I had no idea if they would go for it because. You know, I come more from a club uh, electronic perspective, but thankfully they loved it at the VRT and voila, here we are selected for the final. It's very exciting. Here we are just speaking, like as you say, a few days away from that Eurosong final. Before then, of course, because of the way that Eurosong is working this year, you have to decide which of your two songs you will be taking to the Eurosong. So we've got the nail and we've got because of you at the at the time that this podcast goes out you won't yet have revealed which song you're choosing but how difficult is that decision for you quite difficult i have to say they're both also quite different in in um i mean the the message of the songs are very similar because they all talk about acceptance but where because of you is about the celebration and the the pure joy of being yourself the nail focuses more on despite something happening to you or despite your journey being maybe not the most easy, you still celebrate who you are and you're proud of who you are. So they're both very important to me. And I think both as an artist, they're both easy emotions to portray because diving into your sadness or into your happiness are both grand emotions that really help you as a performer. So it is difficult because, and also for both songs, you can say that something could work. The nail being very dark and moody, if you do that in the right act, that could definitely work. And because of you being so joyful and instant happy is something that would also be a good idea for only three minutes of time that you have to uh, create something on that stage. So, yes, it is quite difficult. You can't tell us which one. Have you made that decision? Yeah, I think at this point, yeah, I think I kind of feel like I have it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the Eurotrip and good luck on Saturday. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye bye. So that is one of the finalists in the Belgian version of Eurosong for 2023. Rob, thanks for chatting to Gustav here on the Eurotrip this week. He is a man that wears a hat very well. He was wearing a jaunty little hat when we spoke earlier on in the week. And I'm very envious of anyone that can pull off wearing a hat and look cool in one, because I am not one of those people. (laughs) Well... It's a shame I didn't ask Gala Dragot if she wears a hat very well because I had the pleasure of chatting to her. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think she'd have liked it. Yeah. I don't think she'd have liked it. I had the pleasure of chatting to her anyway um, a few days ago. She is another one of the finalists in Eurosong this coming weekend. She won The Voice Kids in Belgium back in 2020 at just 15 years old. Incredible. Uh, And also her father has some musical experience too. He took part in Festival Kengis in Albania back in the 1990s. We'll chat a little bit about that later on. But I began by asking Gala how it feels to be taking part in Eurosong in Belgium this year. I don't know. I don't like easily feel proud because a lot of my friends, they're like, oh, I'm so proud of you. But I'm like, I'm just a finalist. <laughs> it's very fun. I'm very happy, grateful I'm here. I feel very blessed. But I still haven't reached my goal. So I don't, 
I don't feel that much yet. How you know what you, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. How did you feel when you got chosen? Of course, you're one of the seven artists in the final. How did you feel mm-hmm. when, I don't know, did you get a phone call? Did you get an email? How did you find out you were one of the finalists and how did it make you feel then? I found out in a very strange way because, um, so we sent in the demos because there was an open call for the artists and they picked the demos, not the artists, but the demos they liked. And then they asked us to come to the uh, television uh, to do like, I don't know. I Frankly, I don't know why we had to go to the television. And then I'm like in the car going to the television and I'm like, why are we going to the television? And they're like, Gala, but you're chosen. Like you're one of the finalists. And I was like, ah, <laughs> what? And there was a moment of disbelief because I was like, okay, it's real. They chose me. <laughs> now, of course, you're going to be performing the songs uh, later on this week. You've got some experience already performing on the stage. Tell us which TV show that you took part in uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, you, you got a pretty decent result at the end of it as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, which was also quite unexpected for me. I won The Voice Kids in 2020. I uh, applied for The Voice Kids because a friend of me applied. And she was like, okay, Gala, apply as well. Uh, You never know what happens. I was like, okay. I apply as well. I end up winning it, (laughs) which is fun. (laughs) Um, And I think The Voice Kids was great for me for setting like uh, the first step into the music industry. Uh, Because it really made me realize that I love music. Tell us a little bit more about singing and performing, especially in your family, because clearly that comes from somebody pretty close in your life as well, doesn't it? So my dad, um, he also started out as a singer when he was young. Uh, But yeah, performing, TV, music, visual arts. I think I have it from him. Um, And I really grew up being stimulated by all of these arts. My parents always taking me to exhibitions. When we did The Voice Kids, uh, that was the first time I seriously got invested for music and singing. And uh, he was always by my side, reminding me, yeah, there you do a bit more vibrato. And then, no, you kind of, you know, like, he really taught me how to put Uh, emotion into my voice at least I think so so you've already got the voice kids under your belt you're going to be on Eurosong at the weekend but also (laughs) also in December you were on a a very big tv show in Albania as well weren't you tell us about that experience so um I, uh, I was invited to do a guest performance in Albania in Festivali Congress uh, that's also like the national pre-selection, let's say, for Eurovision as well there. So I was very blessed to to perform there. I performed my first single, Contagious, on the piano. And then I did an old song of my dad's, which he also performed on that same festival, but like in the 90s. So that was fun. It was a very special moment because it was... It was not scripted, so it was very spontaneous. But me, in in the moment, I was 
I was at the piano. I was, I was just starting the other song, and I was like, "No, I have. I need my dad in this. I want to sing with my dad on television." Now let's talk about Eurosong. There's two parts of this competition, of course. You are going to be on TV on Thursday. You've got two songs. Each of the artists have got two songs. You're going to be performing those on Thursday to sort of choose which one you actually want to take forward. How is that going to work? Tell us how you're going to be able to decide which of those two songs you get to take forward to the show on Saturday. Well, I think it's it's just feeling. It's what you feel, I think. What you feel at the moment itself, I think maybe you should really trust that impulse and your first instinct. So I think I'm, I'm going to go with my, my instinct at the moment. And if you overthink things, you might make the wrong decision, but you might also make the right decision. I don't know. It's a very weird situation because you, you have to choose like one of your babies so I think you also have to think more logically maybe and think what would work on your vision. But on the other hand, there's so many unexpected wins in Eurovision that you there's not really a method. We were talking a little bit earlier on, weren't we? And you were saying you, you weren't sure whether you were proud or not about being one of the finalists because you haven't reached your goal. I think it's fairly easy to work out, but... Just tell us what your goal actually is. I think at the end of the day, I think I really want to uh, be able to change things with my music. This is, it's not a stupid example, but it's something that really drives me crazy. For example, the school system in Belgium, it's very bad. It's not good. And I really want, I want to stand up for it and I want to make it change. I want to... I'm not saying I'm going to make it change, but I'm saying that I want to to help and try to make it change that I might feel proud. I don't know. Um, I don't know when I'll feel proud. Maybe, maybe I, I will feel proud. Maybe I am proud right now, and I just don't know how it feels. Maybe. Would you feel proud if you won Eurosong? There's a big question. Maybe. Or I think because... With the voice kids, I was also like, I was like, I didn't expect me to win, but when I won, so when I won, it was like, it was kind of a shock because I was like, people in Flanders actually voted for me, which was crazy for me. So I don't know, I just felt like. The shock. Yeah, I I felt shocked. Yeah. Well, Gala, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. And best of luck. Best of luck for Eurosong. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. This is the Eurotrip. Thank you for listening. This is, of course, the world's most listened to weekly Eurovision podcast. Sue me if you want. And that... <laughs> was Gala Dragot speaking to James. And before that, we also heard from Gustav too. So good luck to both of them in Eurosong 2023. Indeed. Now, in just a sec, we're going to bring you a third and final interview of the week as we chat to Joust and Byron Williams Jr. from Melody Grand Prix in Norway. Do we know what Byron Williams Sr. did with himself? Oh, I wish I'd asked, actually. Yeah, I always find it peculiar when somebody's a junior. Uh, yeah, I should have I asked. I wonder. Maybe. I wonder. Maybe that's another one for next week's podcast. Mm. We'll find out what Byron Williams Sr. did. Anyway, talking of podcasts, if you have listened to the absolute carnage that this episode has been thus far and think, oh, I'd love to hear some more of them too, well, lucky you, you can. Because if you missed it the first time around, uh, me and James were lucky to be invited on to BBC Radio Merseyside's Eurovision podcast, Liverpool Calling, last week. So it's a weekly podcast from the BBC local radio station based in this year's Eurovision host city, where they are covering preparations for the contest. And yeah, this week, me and James were on, and we had a bit of a chat about Eurovision, and we also reacted to the songs of Ukraine and Albania as well, didn't we? Had a lot of fun with Claire Hamilton, the host. Lovely, lovely woman, and it was brilliant to be on. Yeah, really good fun. Yeah, nice to do one of those interviews together. Typically, we do them solo. So yeah, really nice to be invited onto that podcast. If you want to go and listen to it, of course, you can go and check it out on, as they always say, the free BBC Sounds app uh, and go and check that out. It was a pleasure to be on. Now then, let's hop on a plane from Belgium. Well, it's not not a big flight, actually. I was going to say... No, that'd be short, I reckon. What yeah. it, how, go on. How long do you reckon it'll be? And I'll find out before you get into the interview. Uh, from Brussels to Oslo, I'm going to say one hour 15. You All right. can see you in a sec. You can go and find that out. As I tell you that, I, at the weekend, also had the pleasure of chatting to Joust and Byron Williams Jr. Now, they are one of the 21 hopefuls to represent Norway at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. They're going to be competing in the first heat of Melody Grand Prix. That is this coming Saturday night. There's some hot competition, as I mentioned before. There's three other winners of Melody Grand Prix alongside Joust in this year's competition. Joust is almost a stalwart of the competition now. He represented Norway back in 2017. He wrote a song in 2018 and 2020 and is returning in 2023 as the lead artist alongside... Byron Williams Jr., who has a remarkable story, which we will touch on. But I began by asking the pair, how does it feel to be taking part in this year's edition of Melody Grand Prix? It feels very good. I, I loved being part of Eurovision in 2017, and I have been like eager to get back. I just had to find like the right collaborator and the right song and the right vibe and the right motivation kind of and now i got it 
Yeah, you've got it. And he's sitting right next to you now. Byron, how does it feel for you to be taking part in Melody Grand Prix? Oh, this is awesome, dude. You know, you see you see it once a year on TV. People that in the town I live in, we, we have a party every year. We celebrate uh, uh, Melody Grand Prix with a uh, competition, choosing who's going to win the prizes and stuff like that, tr little trophies and stuff. And to be able to be on stage uh, with this young man, this feels awesome. How many of those little trophies have you won at your Melody Grand Prix parties? I won one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got to tell us then, because your accent clearly isn't very Norwegian. So give us your backstory for, for those who don't know. Uh, I'm American. I'm from uh, Miami. Um, I came to Norway in 1998. So I've, I've almost been here half of my life uh, in Norway. Uh, met a Norwegian uh, young lady uh, while I was working in Spain. And we started a family. Yeah, I gave you this little synopsis. I, you know, it could take forever to explain it, but I mean, yeah, here I am. You've got some singing experience already, of course. Most recently, I'd say, was uh, was on The Voice in Norway a couple of years ago. Talk to us about that experience because that must have been a, a huge highlight for you. Yeah, that was that was. I, I hope I haven't used the word awesome like too much, but it was. <laughs> It was uh, it was a fantastic opportunity, um, and especially during Corona time, you know, when people were forced to be home and for four weeks, they I came into their uh, homes at eight o'clock. It was it was nice. It was a really, really great time. Really great time. Maybe uh, the, the voice for you was some kind of comeback. Yeah. In it music. Was. It was. It was. It gave me a chance because, like I said, when I moved here, we decided to have a family. And um, so I put this, the music career because early I was singing with the Drifters and had a nice little uh, career going, um, fame and stuff. And but I decided, you know what, you know, it's time to start a family. We had a family and the kids had grown and all of a sudden the opportunity came to be on The Voice. Joust, do you remember hearing Byron singing for the first time? Did you watch him on The yeah. Voice and did you, did you hear did. anything that is a kind of voice that I want to be working with? Yeah, exactly. I was watching The Voice every episode almost, and and I saw him on his audition. I don't remember what song it was. He uh, try a little tenderness. Yes, yeah. and that sounds sounded awesome. And but I think it was when he did that. This is a man's world. Yeah. 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 James Brown is yeah. a man's world. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, oh man, this guy has like the 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 voice of a classic artist that yeah. everybody knows yeah. you know like james brown yeah he didn't sound like james brown but he had that quality as he has and all of those legends you know Thank you. i was thinking like this is a living legend and nobody knows like some people know we, we are watching him right now but like Nobody knew that he was in Frederikstad in in <laughs> in Oslo <laughs> straight from Miami yeah, yeah. uh but I, I knew, and then I grabbed the moment. <laughs> I, I grabbed my phone and I DM'd him and I yeah, said, hello, yeah, yeah. awesome work or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then he he yeah. got back to me and yeah. said, thanks. And yeah. at some point, um, I also remember I like, I told him uh, like I, I had a tip for a song that he might like consider doing in the voice. I don't remember what it was. Okay. John Legend something. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And yeah. and uh, but but that's it. But that like 
got us talking again mm. and then he came to the studio after that and then uh, we made this song yeah. freaky for the weekend so where did the idea for the song and the collaboration come from because i know joust we i spoke to you i think around two years ago now and i remember we were chatting and you said you know eurovision melody grand prix it's, it's always been on your radar you've always wanted to come back so how how did the collaboration with byron come around um i had this i had this this texas song for some years ago, uh, you know, with Zeke and Freakin', it just it just screamed at me, you know. And I said, "Was Zeke and Freakin'? Is that Freakin' for the weekend?" And I was like, "So then the the, the rest like coming." And, and I actually wrote it for a woman. Zeke and Freakin', you know, it was supposed to be a, I call it a chick song, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so then I brought it to Giles, and Giles says, "Dude, don't we have enough chick songs? Can we write one for the guys?" Yeah. You know. So we went back and. Switch the words around and stuff like that. And something that I haven't told you, but ever ever since we made that song, mm -hmm. like the first day, mm -hmm. and my girlfriend heard, heard it, yeah. she uh, she uh, thought the title was Sieben Sieben. <laughs> and not We Seek and Freaking, but Sieben Sieben. <laughs> and and he said, and I was thinking like, Sieben Sieben, I know, Sieben Sieben, I'm trying. Sieben Sieben, I know, I'm trying, trying. And then, you know, the Eurovision song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like every time I like, worked on this song i was thinking about eurovision so yeah. it like maybe it got me like to also like try to get into mgp again we we started working on it and um i yeah. drove home and he sent me the first um outtake and it was exactly what i was thinking in my head i was like wow this is exactly like, we, this was awesome yeah, I've seen some of the TikToks you've been putting online, Joust, where you've been sharing some of the, the FaceTime calls you've had with each other and Byron. Some of your reactions are priceless of you hearing some of the, the excerpts for the first time. Yeah. You know about those? I forgot that he had filmed me, you know what I mean? All throughout the, throughout, throughout the year, I just forgot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they come up and like, oh, he, he was filming me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this is like September, October, November, December. And those things I've been posting mm. in the past three days. <laughs> so now, now I'm up to, yeah, today I posted a video about the 20th of uh, December. So now we're getting close to, to today. Come on then, let's talk about Saturday. You're going to be in Melody Grand Prix on our TV screens. What on earth is going to happen? Because I think there's some hot competition this year. You've got a, a few winners alongside you on the competition. But I feel like with you two, you've got the popularity of Joust. You know, he's a, mm -hmm. a Eurovision performer already. We've got Byron alongside, who is a winner of The Voice. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people on your side on Saturday night. What do you think? I, I do believe in that, that yeah, like if you're famous or mm. if you have like a yeah if you have fans already then it's really good mm. but I don't got that many fans I got a lot of streams on my songs and stuff like that but I haven't been like a touring artist and stuff so I've been like a Spotify artist the past five years so I don't have like that type of fan engagement so I think and, and also with every other artist in this contest right now i don't think that there's an artist that has like a big fan base even though there's a lot of fans for the the different artists and their songs it's but it's mainly like eurovision fan base that is automatically excited about it because it's in eurovision national finals mm -hmm. so i think that the the you know i think that the show the, the performance that night is everything. Yeah. 
I don't I don't think like the 2017 when I was in we were like the last on the odds to be like the winners because nobody knew us or me I nobody knew me I had 17 friends at that time <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it and and we won anyways because people liked our song more than the other ones yeah. probably yeah and I'm hoping that lightning strikes twice I did get the child like you in 2017 just before the the thing, like five weeks before, and then we won, and now I got another child. It's also five, not 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 five weeks, but five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that means that we will win. Yes. Go on, tell us what would be a good result for you then. Are you gunning for the win? Or are you going to be pleased just to take part? What's the big What's the big goal? Win, baby, win. <laughs> yeah, my, like my my goal all mm-hmm. along is to get back to Eurovision mm-hmm. and do better than last time. Mm-hmm. Just like at least ninth place this time. <laughs> or first. <laughs> yeah, or first. Like, but I, that doesn't mean that I think that we will win no. uh, MGP. No. No. But but my goal is to to do better in Eurovision than last time. Do our best. And whatever happens, can we expect some more music from you two together in the future? Surely that's got to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, five hundred percent. Oh yeah. Pretty confident. Not 100% because we have five songs. We've done oh, We have five songs. And we will release them at some point. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. And we, we will go play them live as well yeah. at some point. Yeah. Incredible. Depending well, on how it goes. <laughs> well, Joust, Byron, thank you so much for your time. I know I've taken up a little bit too much of it, and I know you've got a rehearsal to jet off to. So uh, best of luck for that, and best of luck for Saturday night too. Thank you very much. Perfect timing. Appreciate it. Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. Thank you very much to Joust and Byron Williams Jr. there for joining us on the Euro trip. James, brilliant to have Joust back on the podcast, of course. He joined us a while back, didn't he, to talk about his time representing Norway back in Eurovision in 2017. I asked you before that interview, how long do you think the flight time is between Brussels and Oslo? One hour you 15. You said one hour 15. Yeah, anyone listening? Do you want to guess? Yeah, I can hear yep. the flood of guesses. Yep. Okay, calm it down, everyone. Calm it down. Calm it down. <laughs> Let's have the answer. Thank you for your guesses, everyone. Uh, yeah, it is, surprisingly, one hour, 57 minutes. Oh, 57, 57, uh, of course, yeah. They did extend the runway by an extra 100 metres. That would explain it. What, by the extra 100 metres, and that then led to a 50-minute longer <laughs> flight. Yeah, it's uh, it's approximately 1,120 kilometres between Brussels and Oslo. And yeah, it takes an hour and 57 minutes. And you're getting a new flight between Oslo and Brussels as of May 2022. Incredibly inconvenient for Eurovision fans, I'd say, especially at that time of year. We'd be heading to Merseyside. We never found out if it was on Merseyside or in Merseyside, actually. Oh, we, we didn't. Find no, that that's out. another thing. So, hold on, just add to the list for next yeah, week. We've add got, that to the list. We'll, we'll, we'll have the results of the Does the Egg Go First poll. You don't know what we're talking <laughs> about yet, but you will do in a minute. <laughs> We've also got what did Byron Williams Sr. do with himself? And now we've got, what was that? Is it in or on Merseyside? There we yeah. go. All all unresolved questions before next week's episode. Yeah. We've got one more thing to bring you on this week's episode, though. Of course, it wouldn't be the Euro trip without the one-second song. Rob, I can't remember the scores, but I know that you've got an opportunity here to extend your lead. Are you ready? I certainly am, yeah. So it's me to guess this week, isn't it? So should we, should we just go for it? Let's have it. Here's this week's one-second song. 
Oh, goodness me. Goodness mm. me. It's a tough Not confident. Not confident this week at all. No, of course. So, brand new listeners, let me tell you. Rob is looking for the title of the song, the artist, the year it competed in Eurovision, and the country it represented. Rob, let me play it for you one more time. Oh, I'm not com- not confident at all. Going to have to guess that one. Uh, if you're interested, by the way, everybody, the score currently, because James got nothing last week either, uh, it's currently me 12, James 7. And I don't think the scores will change at all ahead <laughs> of next week. Rob, you said you're going to guess. Let me hear it. What have you got for us? Yeah, I think that's a perfectly reasonable suggestion that the points will still be the same next week. Ooh, was it... Um, it's another one of those again once you say what it is I'll be like yes of course it is Um, it sounds a bit like I think but I think it's wrong Um, I think was it Romania 2015 the the, the humans the song or the the band were called the humans one of them and yeah I'm just going to throw all that at you you can tell me it's all wrong but that's the information that I've uh, I've just, just sort of given to you there Okay, well, I'll put you out your misery. Romania and the Humans was 2018, I think. Of course it was. I knew it was more recent than 2015. So even all that information didn't was wrong. <laughs> uh, but you went far out with the year. It was 2016. It was the Czech Republic. It was Gabriela Gunchikova. Oh, yeah. With I Stand. Let's have a listen. Genuinely, one of my favourite Czech entries ever. I oh. love that song. <laughs> Just you always start listening ten seconds in instead of one second in. That's, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, didn't that come last in the final? It's a good job you asked me. I've got the stats in front of me. It actually came twenty fifth in the final. I think there was twenty six songs uh, competing in twenty sixteen, but it was, of course, a victory for the Czech Republic. The first time they qualified from the semi finals. Yes, of course, ever. Which uh, it was a really good song, really, mm. really good song. So yeah, bad luck, Gabriella. Uh, remind us of the scores. Then they haven't changed. Twelve to you and seven. Twelve to me, seven to you. But it does mean, of course, given that I got no points next week, you'll have a chance to close the gap. Wonderful stuff. Thanks for tuning in to this week's chaotic. Uh, apologies for the chaos of this week's episode of the Euro Trip. Hopefully we'll try and tone it down for next week's episode. I was I was <laughs> going to put it down to the fact that we're recording later Late. on. Yeah. Like, we're recording late at night. Like, me and you'll be in bed soon. <laughs> and I was going to say, you know, hopefully we, we won't end up doing this again. I think we will. I think we're recording late again next week because I'm moving house <sighs> at the weekend and my life is chaos. 
And I think that transcended into today's episode. Rob's chaotic life has seeped into the podcast. Apologies. Oh, don't use the word. Don't use the word seeped. <laughs> Sept? I don't know. It's, uh, don't it's, use any word that it, sounds like seeped. <laughs> infiltrated its way into the podcast. Better. Better. So thanks for joining us. We will try and behave ourselves next week. Loads planned. Make sure you tune in. In the meantime, don't forget you can keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, of course. You can email us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com, and you can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. What was for, what was for dinner out of interest? I had I felt like a student. I had beans and egg on toast. It's <laughs> like poached, boiled, fried. The other one scrambled. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I like a scramble. I think that's probably my. I think that's probably my favourite type of egg, and I appreciate that's controversial. If you had beans and egg on toast, would you go egg first or beans first? Always beans first. You can get egg first, you lunatic. Ah, oh, stop the conversation now, then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.